Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thank you once again for joining me on this chapter a day journey. We're in Mark, the third chapter, and it was verse six that resonated with me this morning. It says, then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Today's podcast is entitled A Different Playbook. As a student of history, I've observed that much of history is about those in power, how they came to power, how their power was threatened or taken away. I mean, it always makes for a good story, as Shakespeare well knew. The Bard mined a lot of historical leaders and events to write plays that are still being ceaselessly produced today. Now, one of the themes that runs through both history and a lot of our classical literature is that of holding on to power. I find it to be a very human thing. I mean, once I have power, I don't want to let it go. And this isn't just true of politicians who rig the system to ensure they remain in control or business leaders who cling to their corner office, but it's also true of parenting. For almost two decades, I am essentially ruler and lord over, <laughs> with total authority over this child. And then I'm suddenly supposed to just let go of my power and authority and let her run her own life when she might make some crazy life decision? Yikes. As I read today's chapter, I couldn't help but see the continued development of conflict that Mark is revealing in the text. Those representatives of the powerful religious institution who were indignant with Jesus' teaching in yesterday's chapter are finding Jesus to be a growing threat to their power in today's chapter. I mean, Jesus' popularity is rising off the charts. His name is trending throughout the region, even in Jerusalem, where the earthly powers of politics, commerce, and religion reign. Crowds are traveling to Galilee to see Jesus, this rising star. And the people who are flocking to him are the crowds, the masses, the commoners, the sick, the poor, the simpletons in flyover country, the deplorables. Now the stakes have grown. The power brokers and their minions are no longer just watching, they are plotting. Verse 2 says, quote, some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, end quote. Once again, Jesus thwarts their monopolistic religious control by healing someone on the Sabbath. That was an absolute no-no. The crowds were cheering him. This Nazarene upstart could turn the crowds against them. You know what that looks like. Mobs, protests, violence in the streets could be the result. And that's a threat to their power. Something must be done. And Mark tells us that something interesting then happens. Verse 6 says, quote, Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. End quote. Now, the Pharisees were religious power brokers who publicly condemned the Roman Empire who was in control of the region. The Herodians were followers of the local King Herod. And they were local political power brokers who did business with Rome in order to get lucrative Roman contracts and Roman authority to wield local political control. Now, these two groups publicly hated one another. And in the media, they had nothing to, good to say about one another. However, history reveals time and time again that in the playbook of the kingdoms of this world, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Welcome, 
my friend, to the smoke-filled back room. Have a seat. We're just getting started. So what are we going to do with this Jesus problem? Now, Jesus, meanwhile, has other problems. The crowds are pressing in to the point of almost being out of control. The line of people wanting to be healed is endless. They're coming from all over. Where are all these people going to stay? What, what are they going to eat? The locals are complaining about their quiet little towns being overrun with foreigners. The markets are sold out of everything. And then Jesus' own mother and brothers show up. They're scared. Jesus is making powerful enemies. They are feeling the pressure themselves. Is it possible, I wondered this morning, as I meditated on this, that an elder from the local synagogue was urged by higher-ups to pay Mary a friendly visit? I can imagine it. Mary, this isn't good. I mean, your boy has a good heart. Of course he does. I know he means well. But he's going to get himself in big trouble with the Sanhedrin, with the Herodians, and you don't want Romans to get involved. Mary, this could look really bad for your family. You're a widow. Jesus is your oldest boy. He's responsible to take care of you, and instead he's running around creating trouble for you and your family? We think it's best that you go talk to him. Be a good mother. Talk some sense into your boy. <laughs> Can you hear it? Verse 21 says, quote, When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him. For they said, he's insane. He's out of his mind. End quote. So next comes the spin campaign. And those in power know how to spin a narrative. It doesn't have to be true. It just has to come from a seemingly reliable and authoritative source. It has to be sensational. It has to be easily repeatable. And it has to create fear and doubt in the minds of the public. Verse 22 says, quote, And the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, He's possessed by the devil. By the prince of demons, he's driving out demons. End quote. So in the quiet this morning, I find myself thinking that the more things change, the more they stay the same in the kingdoms of this world and their playbook. And Jesus' response to all this? Well, he sticks to his core message, which is, the kingdom of God is here, and it's not like the kingdoms of this world. He continues to heal. He feeds. He tells stories. And he escapes the crowds to be alone for long periods of time. He refuses to bow to pressure from the envoys of worldly power. He even refuses to bow to pressure from his own mother. Poor Mary. It's hard to let go of authority of your adult child when he can make crazy life decisions that affect the whole family. I think it's lovely that as Jesus hung on the cross, one of the last things he did was to see to it that his friend John would take care of his earthly mother. Now, the further I get in my own journey, I find myself seeing the kingdoms of this world with greater clarity on all levels. As that happens, I hear, I hear the Spirit calling me to understand that being an ambassador of the kingdom of God on earth means living in the world, but following a different playbook. I hope you have a great day, my friend. We'll see you back here tomorrow.